0: Way. God, that you would minister in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Worship with the praise theme this morning.
1: Hallelujah.
2: see uh, the little ones and, and all those things, but you see future Peters, and and johns and Lassets, Edwards, James, John's, uh, john's Edwards, God has a plan, and, and He is using them, and I can't, and young people are teenagers, I'm going to tell you, you, better watch out, this group right here is going, uh, is going to grab all the anointing they can, so... You better jump in. And, uh, God, God's got plans. His hands upon many. And uh, w- once again, we had a weekend with uh, Brother Coon the Leaders Retreat. It was absolutely tremendous. Uh, God really got a hold of us and took us as a team, I believe, to a new level. We'll share some of those things in the coming weeks that God did this past weekend. Children's Church can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Now, before I mention that, I need to say next week. Somebody look at me and say next week. Next week. Somebody say one week from today. One week from today. You come here to help us. That's great. But hopefully by 11 o'clock, we're going to be at Bryant Commons. Okay. We have rented the amphitheater. We have the picnic area. And we provide the meat. Out of the words of Brother Munden, Pastor Munden, we're like Arby's. We're going to provide the meat. You bring the sides. and Come out, bring a chair, or back of a pickup truck, or a blanket, or something to sit on. And uh, there's a lot of grass, but there's no seats. So uh, we're going to worship God at 11 o'clock together, have fun. And then we're going to eat together as we celebrate our veterans. And we're looking forward to just a great service next week. So where is next week's service at? All right, and Sister... Fowler, I think, will be working this week on getting some stuff on social media. Sister Christy will be sending out uh, some newsletters. We'll make sure you know where it is if you don't know where it is. Maybe Brother Steve can throw up a little map before the end of service. And uh, We had a great time in 9.30 service. If you don't know, now you know. We have two church services. We have one at 9.30 and one at 11. So uh, God is really moving in that 9.30 church service. And it is growing, and it is becoming what uh, I believe God envisioned it to become. We're looking forward to that, and we have a service here at 11 o'clock. Uh, looking forward this morning to have all the way from Louisiana, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> long ride on a BMW, <laughs> Doctor Christopher Parks, and. Uh, Our evangelism pastor is going to come preach today. Let's give
0: him a hand. Thank you so much, Pastor.
3: to stand before this congregation, my pastor giving me this opportunity as he vacated this pulpit uh, just uh, for a few minutes for me to speak with you all. And uh, definitely give honor to my pastor and sister C, leaders of this assembly. And what they bring in leadership towards us is uh, definitely with me standing here, you're not receiving that level of of anointing and leadership that we have in our pastor and sister C. But they do have vision that they cast and I definitely accept that casted vision to stand before you and preach the word of God. Definitely uh, I'm thankful for my wife and my family. Definitely appreciate her. Sister Parks is the one that witnessed to me so that I ended up in church and believing, following Hi. this law of God, and if it were not for her parents, which we have here with us today, Cole, the the blessing, with us. Elder Cole, the Elder Cole, Elder and Sister Cole are my mentors. They are my uh, spiritual mentors. Of course, I have my pastor, and I go to him. Elder Cole will tell you. He's spoken into my life several times, even this morning before I got up here. <laughs> he got a word from the Lord, I and I appreciate it. Reverend Munny was asking me, and he said, uh, is there anything you need? I said, well, a message from the Lord. Did you got that? And uh, he he uh, gave me my own words, and he said, preach the word. And that is something that Elder Cole has always said. Uh, We we want to hear from the Lord this morning. If you would stand with me for the reading of the word. We're going to go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 10. And Joshua chapter 10 starting at verse 1. And I'll read 1 through 15. Joshua 10, 1 through 15. Now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, the king of Jerusalem had heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it. And he had done to Jericho and her king so he had done to Ai and her king. And how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. That they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city, as one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all the men thereof were mighty. Wherefore Adonai king of Jerusalem, and Hoam, king of Hebron, and Piram, king of Jermuth, and unto Jephthah, king of Lachish, and unto Debir, king of Eglon, saying, come up unto me and help me that we might smite Gibeon. So the, the Israelites and their ally, Gibeon. And King Adonai Zedek said, I want to join forces with all the southern kings of Canaan. So you've got this one team on one side that's going against the people of God. For it had made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jermoth, and the the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon gathered themselves together and went up, they and a host, and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slap not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. So here's the other team. They're getting their team together. Gibeon is saying, Joshua and the Israelites join with us as we fight against these five kings. And the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal. He and all the people of war with him. And all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua. And the Lord saying this to someone in the house of God today. Fear them not. For I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. When God gives you a promise, you can count on it. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly, and he went up to Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel. See, the Lord, he'll send your enemy right where he needs him to go so that you can attack and slay them. And slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth-Haron, and smote them at Akaka, at Azekah, and unto Mekadah. And it came to pass that they fled from before Israel, wherein going down to Beth-Haron, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven, upon them unto Ezekiel. and they died they were more died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword the God's got a way of winning the battle then spake Joshua to the Lord he prayed a prayer that was specific in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Adjalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon, so when he asked, the prayer was answered. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, and the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about the whole day. And there was no day like that day before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of man. When you pray a specific prayer to the Lord, He's going to answer. Yes. For the Lord fought for Israel, and Joshua returned, and all Israel with him unto the camp of Gilgal. Amen. 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 Brother Fowler, would you please pray? I would love you. I thank you. God, Thank you, Lord God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Your anointing,
4: your presence. Oh God,
3: we need it, Lord. We need your presence, Jesus. We need your anointing, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Almighty God. Amen. There's someone that stepped in the building this morning. You stepped in with a secret struggle. You came in with something that you didn't realize that God could have the victory over. You're struggling. And you just can't seem to get out of that struggle. This message is for you. Amen. This message is for someone that's got a struggle on the inside. And they don't want to reveal it to the one that's sitting next to them. But God wants you to know that if you ask Him a specific prayer, He's going to answer with a specific victory. Amen. 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 I rode a BMW motorcycle here last night. <laughs> Something about being on the outside of a car at 70 miles an hour that gets you a little stuck. Amen. How many play basketball? I should get a couple of folks up. Can I Get about six people. Just, it don't matter. Men, women, get three over here, three over there. Put us a, a team together. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all we got? Come on. Come on. Y'all not going to like the response to this when I tell you, for those that are coming up slow, as a basketball player, bless you, my brother, what I'm talking about. Somebody can slam dunk. I need three, I need one over here on this side, y'all can't all be on the same team. Okay, now we got some basketball playing, we got somebody going to slam dunk. <laughs> I a disadvantage over here. So right now, anybody that's you going to get dunked on. In the game of basketball, there's certain terms that are used. You know, I got down, or he got hang time, or Swish uh, different terms people have. I remember a guy when I played uh, against Terrell County that this guy he could shoot from the three-point line and beyond and when he, before he shoot he said call the fire truck.
1: <laughs> he said
3: call the fire truck. That's the way he said just like call the fire truck talking about? I wasn't really good at the game, but I know what he meant. When, after, after he made that first shot, I said, I know what he meant.
4: <laughs> he about
3: to set the nets on fire. <laughs> Amen. And, and so in a game of basketball, there's two teams already on the court. And they're going against each other similar to the Kings of Canaan. The, from southern, the southern Canaanite Kings, they had their team. And then Joshua and and Gibeon, they called for help, and Joshua and the Israelites got on their team. And in a game of basketball, you you pick guys that you're comfortable playing with or guys that can play the game. And if you've seen them play, then you'll probably get them on your team. The way you, you make yourself known, though, is that you got to speak up. And, and because there's folks waiting on the side. Can we go to that, that slide? I'm going I'm to say the name here, but that's, that's kind of what it looked like uh, in pickup basketball. Being assertive, it shows a degree of confidence. And, and it, lets you, it lets the t- other team know that you're not scared. And in the game of pickup basketball, There's a very bold statement that that states and asserts your confidence. That I'm, I'm not only prepared, but I'm boldly prepared. And so you see these two teams on the court. But when that next individual, can I get an individual just to walk up to the court? Someone is, 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 yeah, so see how he bounced up there? He said, I'm going to walk up to him with confidence. But when that next individual walks up, he loudly asserts himself, and he says, I got next. He lets everybody on that court know, I got next. That's telling you something, that not only is he he telling you he wants to play the game, but he's got the skills and the confidence, and he has no fear. He is not scared to play the game. Amen. And so, I want to preach that to you today, I got next. I want you to shout one time from the congregation, you may be sitting. I want you to shout from the congregation, I got next. Yeah. I got next. If you, if you walk in with a struggle, you don't have to leave the same way. If you walk in and you don't have salvation, you don't have to leave the same way. All you have to say is, I got. You may have felt like all of the world just fell on top of you. But I'm telling you, when you pray this specific prayer to God for what you need, all you have to say is, I got next, and he going to let you in the game. He's going to let you in the game. He going to let you in the game. Amen. Amen. You might need a healing. You might need salvation. You may need deliverance. When you pray this faith-filled prayer, God is ready, ready to partner with you. He's ready to partner with you. The Israelites partner with Gibeon. When they say, I need help, the Israelites partnered with them. After this conquest of Jericho and Ai, Adonai Zedek understood that the armies of Israel would soon come against the city of Canaan. The cities of Canaan. He and the other kings were afraid, and rightfully so, because Israelite, as an army, they were fighting for the glory of God. And when when the people of God fight for the glory of God, we become a unique instrument for God's judgment. I want to say that again, when the people of God fight for God's glory, we become a unique instrument of God's judgment. See, these these kings, they knew that the people of God were about to bring judgment on them, just like they did in Ai, and just like they had done in Jericho. To add to this fear, Gideon had made peace with Israel. Out of fear, Adonai Zedek became the leader of the southern Canaanite kings. Now similar to our spiritual enemies, and I, I played pickup ball.. And I played on the court where they had the gold on uh, what seemed like was a telephone pole. <laughs> If you were going to slam that goal, you had to slam from the side. Because if you slam head up, you might go right into that telephone pole. And not only that, I played on the dirt ground. We ain't have no paved pavement for playing basketball. So these guys that I played with, I would tell you what they used to call me, but it includes my nickname, so I can't do that.
4: <laughs> they used
3: to They used to address me like I was tall. Because I could slam back then It ain't happening now (laughs) Amen But when you got on that court There wasn't no referee on the side Calling the game If you could convince them By how skilled you are That they fouled you Then they fouled you But other than that Wasn't nobody calling the fouls You just had to take them. You had to take them files and go, on, go to the goal and, and make some points. And so it was like having an enemy on that court. And similar to the, the, the spiritual enemies that, they, that we have, Adonis and these kings, they launched a bold attack. I'm going to tell you when the enemy launches an attack. I want to give somebody something that's struggling a little bit of help and why is the enemy attacking you? It's because he's backed into a corner. It's because he's backed. Adonai said that he looked out, he saw AI, he saw Jericho, they had gone down, and all he could say is, I'm next. Not I got next, <laughs> I'm next. They gonna get me next. Yeah, he was not on the winning team. And he realized it. when your enemy notices that he's not on the winning team. That's when he feels backed into a corner. And you ever seen an animal backed into a corner, you know, they come out fighting. They come out fighting. So fear is what backs your enemy into a corner. Verse 6 says, And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at Camp Gilgal, saying, Do not forsake us quickly. Save us and help us. For the king of the Amorites, who dwell in the mountain, have gathered together against us. The Gibeonites sent for Joshua at Gilgal. Sometimes you just got to go back to the place of your blessing. Whatever that place of blessing is. Where God brought you from. Where he reminded you of some things. And Gilgal was that place for Joshua and the Israelites. There's no place better to regroup for Joshua and the people of Israel than the place of God's blessings. How many have received a blessing from God? Amen. I, I remember I was filled with the Holy Ghost. That was such a blessing. You know, to receive something, I'm going to tell you at the time, I ain't really want. Yeah. I, I wasn't seeking to, to, to get that close to God. I didn't even realize that this was available to me. But somebody witnessed to me. Then they, they lived a life that also witnessed to me. And I ended up saying, man, if it's that good, then I want it. If it's that good, then I want it. And, and any time that I'm down or struggling, or I'm challenged in my walk with God, I always remember that place, Elder Cole, that, that, uh, uh, that room. That that you all would take me into. It took about 30 days for me. I'm analytical. I've always been that way. Even God, I, I'm gonna ask questions. And so I was still asking questions. What is this? Some kind of tone is gonna come from me, and I'm gonna speak some language I don't know. Really? You know that question was in my head until it happened. And I'm telling you, you couldn't hold me, man. You couldn't hold go! place of a memorial. In Joshua 5 and 2 and 3, it was a place of the obedience of a covenant with God. Gilgal was a place where reproach of Egypt was removed from Israel. It was a place of remembering God's salvation. This was the place in Joshua 5 and 11 through 12 that the manna stopped. You remember the Israelites complaining about the mountain? Yes. Gilgal was a place of blessing. Where God finally answered and said, Okay, I'm going to stop the mountain. And they began to live on what the promised land provided. This was a place of blessing. This is the place the Gideonites called Joshua back to. And said, Do not forsake your servants. Come up to us quickly. Save us and help us. The Gibeonites made a claim through a covenant. When you speak in covenants to the Israelites, you speak in their language. You speak in their language. And so the Bible says, Gibeon was a great city and its men were mighty. Well then why is it that a, a, a mighty man would want to submit, so to speak, to the Israelites, a mighty man in a great city. It was not because of weakness, but after witnessing the work of God in Israel, they submitted to the perpetual service of God. They saw what God had done in their lives, and they submitted to the the God of Israel. They wanted to be on the, te- on the winning team. That's
4: right. That's right.
3: So just as Joshua responded, I want you to respond. I got next. I got next. I got
4: next. I got next. I got next.
3: Let me in the game, God. Come on. Come on. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor, he made a vow with the Gibeonites. If you read in Joshua 9 and 15, he said that he would not kill them. He made a vow. And as a man of God, and as the people of God, Joshua and the Israelites took the resources that they had and they did what we talked about this weekend. They added value to the Gibeonites and its people. As, as Reverend Carlton Kuhn spoke with our leaders this weekend, he spoke spoke about adding value to others. That's what we need to do in the house of God. John Maxwell shares, adding value to others is the surest way to add value to our own lives. In the house of God, as a part of the church, when we add value to others, we're adding value to the kingdom of God. People want you to help them, just as the Gibeonites were asking. They want you to save them, just as the Gibeonites were asking. Others will want to be a part of your team. They want to be a part of the kingdom of God. And it's because they see the power of God in your life. I want to say that again. It's because they see the power of God in your life. Now, you may feel like you're struggling. You may feel like you're down, but for others, they see you going through and still worshiping your God. And that's a strong witness to others that you will still serve your God, even through your struggle. confident, and I don't have fear. And why is it that I don't fear? Because I got God on my side. It's because I got God on my side. If you don't have him on your team, you need to get him on your team today. That's going to be the only way that you receive the victory. Amen. Verse 8 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand.'" not a man of them shall stand before thee. Joshua had no reason to fear because Israel had faced a confederation of five kings. God commanded Joshua to do not fear his enemies. This command was joined with a promise. And Joshua could obey God's command to not fear because God promised him victory. Similar to, to the message that we received from Reverend Fowler last week at 930. You know, you think of the things that God promises. I, and I think of that scripture. He said, let us go over to the other side. That's a promise. If Jesus telling you, let's go over to the other side, you can rest assured you're going to make it to the other side. And in the midst of that, their faith got a little bit lower. And even with that small amount of faith, God calmed and still the winds and calmed the sea. They made it over to the other side. Amen. Fear becomes an unbelief that God is able to do what he promised. When we have fear, that's an unbelief. We're saying, God, you can't do it. But Joshua's response was one of faith. And he marched. And through his march, he knew God was waiting to carry out his victory. God is waiting on you. He's waiting for a startup. How many business folks I got in the house? He's waiting for you to have a startup, He's waiting for an initiative. He's waiting for you to have a willingness to partner with His power. It's not by your own power, not by, by your own might, but it's by His Spirit, saith the Lord. We are all being drawn into a partnership with God. I, I want to say that again. We're being drawn, Even in this message, you're being drawn into a partnership with God. If you don't already have a partnership with Him, it's time. It's time to have a partnership. You might ask the question, how do I do that? Repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. Go down in Jesus' name. Get those sins washed away. I know you feel like you're struggling, but you can make it. You can have the victory. You can have the victory. Because when you're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, you got some help. You got some help for direction. Whatever it is that you plan to do tomorrow, it can change the day when you repent of your sins. Amen. When we partner with God, we see victory is already starting to happen. As soon as he partnered with God, Joshua 10 and 10 says, So the Lord, and I'm reading from a different version. I know it says discomfited, but the scripture says that the Lord routed them before Israel and killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon. The Lord did that. The Lord did that. Sometimes we're trying to do it ourselves. But when we give it to God, he'll do it. We don't even have to be there. We don't even have to be in the place where the blessing is even happening. When this hailstorm is coming down, Joshua don't even have to be in that same place. is getting destroyed and you're not even there. Why? Because that's the type of God we serve. He's all-now present God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere at one time. Sometimes we just got to be reminded of the God that we serve. He, he's not like man. Our God is not like man. The characteristics are different. He's everywhere at one time. I know that's hard for us to fathom. Our human minds won't allow it. In prayer, consider that He's there raining down a hailstorm on your enemy. Your enemy ain't in church with you today, but a hailstorm being rained down on even now. God's work in partnership with Joshua accomplished great things. And the enemy God of God were re- rerouted. And a hailstorm fell from heaven. God's miraculous work is greater than Israel's work. And as much as Joshua and Israel were doing, God's work is still great. And yet we notice that the hailstorm came anyway, and he partnered with God. Joshua did what he could do, and then God did the rest. We must become not become content with a simple victory. We have to continue to persevere. It is one thing to ask and to receive, but it's another thing to knock. And I know we make this into a simple prayer that we ask and we receive. Oh, if I just ask, then I'll receive. But when it comes to knocking, sometimes you just gotta keep on knocking you got you to gotta knock until an answer comes. See, you can't just knock, but you got to persevere. I'm going to keep on knocking. The hailstorm wasn't enough. The hailstorm wasn't enough because Joshua 10 and 12 and 13 says, And Joshua spoke to the Lord. In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still over Gibeon and the moon in the valley of Adullam. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people were revenged, had revenge upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. Amen. Uh, There's a a song out there now, one of these contemporary songs that says, (laughs) I like contemporary songs, don't take it as judgment. (laughs) That says, the sun needs the west to set. This is proof that that's not true. The sun does not need the west to set. If God wanted, he could set the moon in the west and set the sun in the east wants to. If it's it's needed for you to have victory, God can do it. All we got to do is partner with him. Joshua prayed a specific prayer, and God gave a specific answer. God does not respond to our selfish prayers. How many of us we pray some selfish prayer? We know we have. I, I'll be the first to confess. I pray some selfish prayer. God, do it this way. But God wants you to partner with him. And when you partner with God, he gets the glory. God gets the glory. We have to get to the place where our prayers aren't selfish. We have to get to the place where we pray prayers on God's behalf. We have to pray a prayer on God. Lord, I want the sun to sit still. I want it to move for a whole day. That's not a selfish prayer. Because Joshua and the Israelites had to fight the battle. They did their part of the work. All he was asking, just give me a little more time to do what I'm doing. Let me, let me do my part. We got to do our part in the kingdom of God. But then God, let God do his part. I can't stop the sun. I can't stop. How ever the, the sun stopped, and, and I, I'm sure scientists are still trying to figure that out. Did the, did, the, did the Earth rotate slower? Did God move the sun and put it on the other side? You know, with, and, and, and they're still trying to figure out: Is the sun rotating, whichever way God did it? They had an extra. They had extra time. They had a whole extra day to fight that battle. Joshua asked for an opportunity to do work, and that's what we have to do in the kingdom of God. Ask for an opportunity. Before David slew the giant, by God's grace, by the hand of God, he had killed the lion in the back. Before the Red Sea had parted, the Israelites took the opportunity to depart Egypt you hear that they They have to do their part we have to do our work we have to do our part because we can't part the Red Sea we can't kill a giant with a rock yeah, that's not our ability but God is able even the word says he didn't kill him with a sword that's the way you go to battle you use a sword he used a rock Before the sea and the wind, Reverend Father, could obey Jesus, the disciples had to enter into the boat. Before the lion's mouth was shut, Daniel partnered in prayer with the one true God. Before fire was called down from heaven, Elijah built an altar. And even though, you know, we look at that story and we see the response of the prophets of Baal, And their response to their God, man, they tried real hard to get their God to answer them. They even cut themselves. You know, and out of all of that, they never got a response from their God. We serve the one true God. And and he's he's not simply going to cause the sun to stand still upon our selfishness. The sun stands still because God's going to get the glory. The sun stands still because we obey God. The sun will stand still because we partner with him. God's people will triumph. God's people will triumph. faith. God likes to leave us evidence. I, I love how he does that. And I think Pastor was preaching on this uh, one Tuesday when he talked about Lazarus in, in John 11. And I knew that thou hearest me always, and because of the people which stand by, I said. Why did Jesus say what he said? Because of the people that stand by that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, "Lazarus, come forth!" And he that was dead came forth, bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was bound with about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, "Loose him and let him go." So this dead, this man was raised from the dead. But Jesus didn't have to say anything. He could have thought it and he'd be raised from the dead. But he said, Lazarus, come forth, so that the people could hear. It. Many times our victories are witnessed by others so that they can come to God, so that they can have faith, so that their faith can be increased. Why would he steal the sea? Why would he shut the lion's mouth? Why would he uh, open the Red Sea? So that our faith can be increased Not just so you can walk over to the other side But so you can get to the other side And you serve him I'm bringing you out to bring you in I'm bringing you out to bring you in Amen If you walked into the house of God He brought you out He brought you out of Egypt And he brought you into the promised land Don't leave without getting a promise Closing with this, Joshua got and Israel got the victory. They got the victory. Joshua 10 and 16 through 21. Large stones were rolled against the mouth of the cave and set the men by on guard. And do not stay there yourselves, but pursue your enemies and attack their rear guard. They went after the enemy and destroyed them. Meanwhile. They left these, cave, these kings in prison in a cave so they could come back and take care of them. We find that these kings were in prison and dealt with later. At this point, the people of Canaan knew without a doubt that God was with Joshua and the nation of Israel. When they were inside that cave waiting on their final judgment, they knew then Man, I should not have gone up against them. I should not have gone up against the people of God. You can stand with me as a close. There's someone needing to hear this message of victory today. That when you partner with God, He'll allow the sun to stand still. Because that's a miracle that's uh, outside of our, our mind. We just can't believe that something like this would happen. The sun would stand still. Or Reverend Fowler, the sea would obey. Or the wind would calm just at the voice of God. In Joshua 10 and 27, and it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun. So the the sun finally set. And when the sun set, it set on their victory. The sun is setting in someone's life right now. You took the time as this message was coming forth for the sun to stand still and, and to see the victory that God has for you. But the sun is beginning to set now and God's looking for uh, someone to partner with. I wonder if there's someone that need God to partner with you in your struggle, in your situation. You might have you might have come in thinking, it's a Sunday morning, I'm going to dress up, and I'm just going to take me a seat somewhere in the congregation and be a part of a, a, a nice service. But I'm here to tell you that God's speaking to you today. And he's asking you to partner with him. Partner with him so that he can get the glory. Partner with him so that you can become a part of this kingdom. Partner with him so that he can work a miracle in your life. Partner with him so he can deliver you. Partner with him so that you can receive salvation. God's looking for someone to partner with. Are you willing to partner with him? And so as the sun is going down, Joshua commanded and they took them. Down off the trees, they hung them and cast them into the cave wherein they had been hid and laid great stones on the cave's mouth, which remained until this very day. Amen. Shut the cave on them five kings. Shut the cave. And they remained there until this day. What's your struggle? What do you need to find victory over? What do you need the stone to be rolled over on and left inside the cave? You can leave it right here in this place and at this altar. You don't have to take it out of here with you. I know it's it's a miracle, and it just don't seem like it can happen in our lives. I stand here before you as one of those miracles. Someone that wasn't looking to live this type of life that I'm living. I I think that if I was thinking, man, in a sinful life, I thought I was having fun. That's the way I speak about it. You know, I'm one of those people I think God prepared me the way he did so that I could reach people. You know, when we work with substance users, at times we go straight to the negative consequences. But we overlook what we consider the positives. But we got to talk about them for a minute. When I sinned, I thought it was fun. I don't know about you, but I thought it was fun. Amen. Amen. Amen? And when I work with substance users, the first thing I bring up is the good. What was good about it? Oh, it made me feel good. I got high. I was able to numb myself away from my problems for a short period of time. Amen. Until the next morning, when the hangover come, when I forgot what I did. And what I did ended me up in jail or in a situation I didn't want to be in. Amen. One thing we found about the positive consequences of sin, the positive consequences of using, is, is short term. They only last for a moment. Man, I had so many things that I had done in my life that I thought would come back to get me, living a life of sin. That I would think, I, I, what way out do I have? Oh, but now I serve a God that can make the sun stand still. He can make the sun stand. I don't have to have those words. Somebody in the house today. Your word. But uh, the negative consequences of using, they, they're normally in functional areas of relation and social and, and, and uh, family, so occupation, social and, and relation. You lose your family, lose your job you know, lose your money, uh, you get a DUI, uh, you know, you, you lose your, your health, you have medical consequences, your liver, you know, your spleen, you know, parts of your body that you can't see that you're pouring in on. You know, all of that's damaged for a long period of time. Those are the negative consequences, but you got to be able to see that they're negative. I'm speaking to someone to tell you your struggle don't have to be the same. You can come to this altar today, repent of your sins, and you don't have to leave there the same way you came. Why? Because you got next. You got next. I want somebody that really is headed up here to the altar to receive something from God to say I got next, and walk on up here and let God have His way in your life. Say I got next, and do it. A- team. I got next. I got next. I got next. I got next. Amen. Amen. We're going to begin to play some music here. As this music plays, just like Israel, we're a church. We're a church. Israel, very similar, is the church. A church of people who know God. they, They know how to conquer how to overcome and the way that we do that is that we lean on a victorious God we don't do this on our own I know we dress up and we wear our nice suits and everything looks lovely don't let us fool you by the way we dress we got struggles just like everybody
4: else when you
3: walk up to this altar I'm at this altar (laughs) <laughs> I'm at this altar, so you, you're not walking up alone. You're not doing something that somebody else, I was having a conversation with, in the, I have conversations with individuals, so don't y'all be thinking that, I'm talking about you. In those conversations I have, many times, we don't feel that it's normal to stroke. You're human. You're human. You're going to have a struggle. But we serve an almighty God that's able to help us to overcome those struggles. Come now. Come now. Spend a little time with God. Submit your life to him. Surrender to him. And you'll be victorious. Our treasures must match with the treasures of God. There's no limit to what can be done when we partner with God. Come partner with him. You have what it takes to win the battle. All you have to say is... I got next, I got next. Lord, we ask your blessings today. We ask your anointed presence, oh God. We ask you, oh Lord Jesus, to touch this congregation. Bless these people, oh Lord God. Anoint in the name of Jesus. Overcome, overcome, make victorious. There's an individual that's struggling, just not willing to stand out before these people. I want to remind them, that individual that's looking at you has some of the same issues. Doesn't matter how they dress, they walked into this building just like you did.
2: Amen. If it's been your first time here, we're so happy that you've come out to worship with us today. Amen. Amen. We want our ushers to go ahead and make their way. Amen. We want you to have the opportunity to give. Just just a couple reminders again. Um, This week, we got Mommy and Me um, breakfast club on Wednesday. See my wife details on how to get to Kayla Ward's house that's where it's going to be um, Tuesday night will be men's and women's breakaways amen that's always a good time so come out for that and most importantly we don't want to forget next Sunday will be our Veterans Day service so we'll be at, we'll be at Bryant Commons we'll not have the 930 service just the 11 o'clock service Yes, we'll be there at 9.30 working, so if you're up and you're bored, just go on, come on to Bright Commons, amen, and keeping with the theme of today, I don't want to, I would be remiss if I didn't say it again, but as Brother Munden said, we're like Arby's, we will provide the meats, um, so each family, we're asking each family bring a side dish, basically enough for your family or dessert. So that's it amen we're going to pray and again they're here to serve you if you bring your offering Uh, we're just going to pray in dismissal and then you can you can be dismissed god we love you today we thank you for your goodness god we thank you for your mercy thank you god for your word that we've heard today god for for what's been imparted god into our spirit god what's what we've gleaned from your word today god i pray god that you would bless this offering god i pray that you would use it and multiply it for your kingdom Use it for your glory. God, we love you, we thank you, and we give you all the praise. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.